with photography, we can kind of slow time down and freeze it and allow people to see exactly what we see them as. But then when they actually see it, it's almost like they have a paradigm shift to where they say to themselves like, wow, this is me. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Photo Pros Weekly. I'm Brandon Heiss, and I'm joined here again with Olivia Tuttle. This week, we're going to take a deep dive in with Jermaine Horton. Now, Jermaine is a wedding portrait and sports photographer based out of Chicago, Illinois. Actually, Naperville to be exact. Um, Jermaine, how you doing, man? Well, it's your favorite photographer, Jermaine Horton. I am based here in <laughs> Chicago, right outside of Naperville. I am a Sony artisan of imagery. I'm a Westcott Top Pro, a Fundy uh, ambassador as well. Man, it, it's such a long list that I don't want to bore you guys with putting the whole spec list down there. But um, SLR Lounge, uh, educator as well uh, as an ambassador for them. But I'm also the CEO and founder of the major nonprofit organization called the Art of Confidence Project, uh, where we go all around the country uh, empowering children of color using artistry to help boost their confidence. So um, I'm excited to be here, though. Yeah, well, we're excited to have you. And actually, the the Art of Confidence Project is is huge, and that's what you know. Honestly, I I really fell in love with your story and you know what you're doing for for especially young children. Uh, you know, with me having young kids myself, tell tell the listeners and the people watching, um, kind of how Art of Confidence started and some of the stories that you've got because I think there's some really cool stories to be told out there. Yeah. Uh, with these young individuals. Uh, well, it got started uh, late 2019. I got a uh, tag on Facebook about a young girl named Marion Scott, who was in Jackson, Michigan, who was denied her school photos uh, because she had red um, extensions in her hair when there were other children there that had their hair dyed blue and mohawks and stuff like that. Uh, but they told her she couldn't take photos. And so uh, she cried about it. She was super upset. And the parents ended up uh, going to the news outlet and I got tagged into it. Uh, drove out there to Michigan. Um, and it's so funny how this worked out because when I went to Michigan to the Detroit uh, Pro Cam store to where we did the shoot at, Westcott was there unveiling, I think at that time, one of their new lights. I think it was the FJ400 um, at that time. Yeah, it was pretty new at that point. Yep. It was yeah. It was brand spanking. I think it was a production model too. I don't even think it was the actual rollout. And, um, and we used that actual flash and that setup uh, for one of the most iconic shots, which is now uh, one of the most globally recognized and used uh, photos right now. Um, it's been shared over 1.6 million times uh, on Instagram. Uh, it, it's, it's been amazing. Um, we've been able to help so many other children to get their confidence back. Um, we've been did a project with you guys in Westcott. We went out to Kentucky uh, for a young lady out there who was dealing with um, issues with uh, racial tensions uh, with her being biracial and, you know, with her story, um, it just really at that time, at the height of what we were going through with our country, it just really tied things together. But um, we got so many stories. And unfortunately, um, you hate that there's a need for it, um, uh, whether it's discrimination, whether it's bullying, uh, whether it's medical issues where people are not happy with who they are, or what they look like because they're teased or because they look in a mirror and it doesn't reflect what they think they should be. 
And so um, when it comes to this Art of Confidence project, I love the fact that um, with photography, we can kind of slow time down and freeze it and allow people to see exactly what we see them as. But then when they actually see it, it's almost like they have a paradigm shift to where they say to themselves, like, wow, this is me. Um, most recently, we were in uh, Oklahoma City, and there was a young man who wore, he's 13, Latrell, he wore a, for Black History Month, wore a Black King shirt. And his teacher made him stand up in front of the room and told him that your shirt is racist, uh, that we need to have White History Month, that uh, what you're wearing is not correct. In front of his schoolmates and, and his uh you know, his peers. And so he was completely crushed and hurt. And the, the situation was just so tone deaf. Um, and so flew out the OKC and, you know, he wears these glasses and he just feels comfortable with them. He's never taken them off for photos. And for the first time when I showed him what he would look like when he was taking these photos, he was like, what? That's me? Like, it was so amazing. We had an amazing crown. We got a throne. Uh, we really set it up for him, and his confidence has been through the roof. And he understands his history. He understands that there were black kings that you know we come from a country of royalty, you know. And when people actually sit back and do the homework, they'll understand uh, where these cultures come from. And sometimes these systems are designed for them not to know uh, anything further or beyond the surface level of black history of what we're taught, which is Martin Luther King and Sojourner Truth and, you know, the regulars, but they don't talk about back all the way in the days when, you know, there were different royalties and different tribes that we were a part of. So um, I'm just blessed to be in a position to help these children out. Yeah, no, and I, I think that's, you know, you've got a camera. It's a very powerful tool that, you know, you, you enable these these kids like the project's title to, to get their confidence back. Yep. And hopefully, you know, because these can be all, all life altering situations where, where they're bullied in school, uh, you know, they're made fun of, they, they feel uh, excluded because a teacher may have put them in a certain position. Uh, and not all teachers are bad, but, you know, it certainly makes you, you think about, you know, you never want to see, and especially if you have kids, like, that's what I, I told Jermaine this long ago. I said, you know, I, I have kids and like you just never want to see your son or daughter be put in a position right. where they feel excluded. And for being exclu excluded for some of the reasons that you've covered, you know, that's what's crazy to me. It's like, exactly. God, every, we can just be people like everybody is just a human, like treat them like your son or daughter, treat them like your niece or nephew if you don't have children. Yeah. Treat them like your, you know, little cousins, you know, things like that. Just treat people normal. And so love what you're doing, man. Uh, keep it up. Keep uh, keep empowering these these children, especially. Thank you. And, uh, you know, keep making them feel loved. So awesome. So thank you for, for talking about the Art of Confidence. Let's talk a little bit about uh, some of your work back in Chicago. Uh, you do primarily weddings. Yep. I know you, you're pretty diverse in, in, you know, I mentioned in the intro, you do uh, portraits, you do sports, uh, that sort of thing. Um, I, I guess, where do you spend most of your time? If you had to put a percentage on it, are you doing mostly weddings these days? Um, I would say mostly weddings. Weddings is truly the bulk of uh, my work for what I do. 
Um, and it is, even during the pandemic, um, when I know most people, they wanted to do like these 300 people wedding, person weddings, but you couldn't have them. So in Illinois, we had it, it I wanted to say it was, what, 20, you can only have like 25 to 50 people at a wedding. And if you were outside, it was up to 100. And so my couples were like, okay, that's less money I got to spend per plate at a wedding. So we're like, all right, <laughs> so we can go ahead and splurge and do all these different things. And and that's exactly what my couples did. And so even though we didn't have the big weddings, it was still epic. It was still amazing uh, with some of the, uh, the photos that we got. But even with that, uh, I want to say during the pandemic, a lot of the art of confidence stuff kind of like, died down there wasn't things happening because their kids were at home they weren't in school so they weren't being bullied they weren't being teased you didn't you weren't around other people to do something stupid to where I would have had to been caught and so weddings were still going but it kind of pivoted towards to doing a lot of family photos because a lot of people did not know when they would see their families again they didn't know uh and and I am so big on prints and so a lot of people only have photos for social media, but people were like, oh my God, I need to put something on my walls. I need to uh, have something yep. that my children and my children's children can look at um, so that we can have a history of what our family looks like. So I was doing a ton of family photos. It started off as doing them on the porch, um, driving up, shooting them on the porch, drive off, you know, uh, everything was natural yep. light. Wasn't just using OCF because you were <laughs> terrified to get close to people. Uh, and then when we got more knowledge about uh, what we were dealing with um, with the pandemic, uh, some things were a little bit easier. Uh, we were masked. Uh, we knew had hand sanitizer and all these different things. And so we would go to a park. I would take out the 135 lens, which is still my favorite lens, but I call it the socially distancing lens um, and, and get those shoots with people that lived in the same house. And so uh, and then when things started lifting up and restrictions eased up, went back into portraits, started doing some work with some of my WNBA friends right inside my studio. It's crazy because even in the pandemic, I literally opened up uh, a studio and it's probably been one of the best things and best decisions I made because not only that, I got it for like a dirt cheap price because they could not get tenants because people were worried about opening up a business. So I got a steal for like 900 bucks a month, everything included. <laughs> I was like, Yes. And so the beautiful part was I didn't have to buy equipment because I was like, hey, you know, I pretty much had everything. Um, but, you know, my WNBA friends came down. We did portrait sessions right here in the studio. It was safe. Uh, did temperature checks and all those different things, sanitized, uh, made sure that the area was safe. Uh, but that's what I pretty much did um, over that time. But mainly weddings. But I love doing my portraits. It's always something that I love doing. Um, and then uh, sports. I was shooting for the Big Ten uh, for Northwestern and Illinois, but had a chance also to shoot for the Mac League for West Virginia, uh, covered their season. Um, and I'm excited, hoping that uh, Dwayne Eskridge ends up coming to my Bears, man, as a wide receiver. So I'm looking out for that. <laughs> hey, I want to go back to something. I know you're you're a sports guy, and I'm a sports guy too, so we could chat all day about that. Yes. But Olivia, I can't would be, chime in too much. No, Olivia, <laughs> uh, she would not contribute. Now, let me ask you this though: you mentioned something about wall art. I think that's something we've never really covered on this uh, podcast before. 
you know, have you seen a big increase of people hanging art on their walls, whether it be, uh, you know, wedding portraits that like what, I know you probably don't have the statistics right in front of you, but if you had to put a percentage of a increase on it, like what would you say for wedding prints and for family portraits, the the increase would be in people actually getting prints done? For me, it was 78%. It was about 75 to 78% increase um, that I received. Wow. Even some of my uh, previous models that I worked with before, um, I have always had prints in my studio, my prior studio. And they were like, hey, how can we order prints? I'm talking about people from like three or four years ago. Like, as a matter of fact, uh, gorgeous. Man. Yeah, that's nice. So I've literally Was had that just clients so that were like, yo, um, we loved what you did before. Um, can I go back and get that? Because they'll never be this age again, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I know that sounds, you know, but, you know, uh, when you think about it. You yeah, but people like that. People like how they look when they're young. Yeah, not even. And, yeah, and, and to have a professional capture it. I mean, well. You look your best. And they're kids too, right? You, It's like, yep. you know, I would love, like, I, I'm fascinated by, like, what my grandparents looked like when mm -hmm. they were younger. Yeah, that's true. What my parents looked like when they were younger. I think yeah. it's like, I mean. What are they going to do? Find their old iPhone 3, <laughs> pull up the photo reel on there? Like, that's that's ridiculous, right? Yeah. Like, you need wall art. And I, I'm with you. I actually printed out a huge, probably bigger than I should have. Like, it looks ridiculously large on my wall. What in my is house. it, a family picture? Yeah, it's like three foot by four foot, big old family <laughs> portrait, life size. But you know what? I was like, this is like my kids are going to look at this and they're going to like, I remember when I was a kid, I had a little, it wasn't yep. three foot by four foot, but it was like 16 by 20 hanging on my wall. And I was like, that's cool. Like, you know, we're a happy family, you know, and we were, I'm not like, <laughs> yeah, you're but, like, but I like, moment. I loved it. And like, I, I hope my kids feel the same way, you know, looking at this life-size portrait of themselves <laughs> and their parents. Or maybe they're going to use it for like dart practice in in the next couple of years when they yeah, become teenagers. Yeah, that's always an option too. Dart practice. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, I, it's 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 something that I see. I know Canon, and sorry to bring them up. I know you're a Sony guy, Jermaine, but Canon has been a huge driver uh, in our industry as like a, the power of print, and they have been, they've done a great job. It's been a big initiative that they've been pushing the power of getting things printed. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I commend them. I commend all the labs that are involved mm -hmm. um, because because it's, it's been a cool thing to see in our industry with so many people uh, having, you know, a thousand uh, photos on their phone or, the, or their computers yep. and things like that to see them get put into – you know, giant posters or, yep. or nice wall art, things or like that. Or albums. Like, I, I love agree. going through my parents' albums. Yeah, yeah, albums. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like a thing of the past. Yep. Do you do a lot of albums? I mean, probably mostly just for wedding, right, for, for weddings, I do a lot of albums uh, for my boudoir clients. Uh, we do, like, little small books. Um, and even sometimes when we do documentary uh, photo shoots for families. Um, and I love those kind of family sessions. Instead of being in the studio, you go to their home and you document their actual day. Um, and they'll buy albums oh, that's because cool. it really just shows, you know, from front to back, the personalities um, in their own home. Because when you think about it, when children at a studio, they're like, 
But when they're at home, you know, they could just be themselves and jump around. And those are the moments that I love capturing. And for when you look at albums, those really, really portray well. Absolutely. Yeah, I would think that would be super cool. I mean, like you said, it's way more natural. And yep. if I were scrolling through an album, then you could see kind of the lifestyle that they had rather mm-hmm. than just the studio pictures. Exactly. I would love to see a documentary of Brandon's home with his kids. That would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh you know what I should do? I should take a picture of the wall. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll take a picture of my wall and you'll <laughs> see it's I mean four it's by ridiculously six large. Family portrait. It's it's large. <laughs> it's 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 quite large. So anyways, uh Jermaine, what I want to do, I, I I think people listening and watching this podcast always love to hear stories about other professionals going through some shit, all right? And I'm, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have any stories you can uh, share with us that just put you, like, in a crazy uncomfortable position, a crazy stressful position, uh, an embarrassing position, something like that at a wedding? Because you primarily are doing weddings. Um, do you have any stories for us? I do. I have one in particular. Um, I haven't had anything embarrassing happen to me, thank God. Um, I do not want to be one of those viral clips. <laughs> uh, definitely don't want that. Um, I would say the funniest, craziest thing to happen at a wedding was typically at weddings, the couples are nervous, right? Um, they're having mimosas. The ladies are having mimosas. They're having fun with their girlfriends, just kicking and having a good time. Guys are having a few drinks, you know, but the in most cases, the brides will tell their husbands or soon-to-be husbands, don't drink too much. It's our wedding day. Wait to the reception, yep. right? Yeah. And so now my bride told this to her fiance. And he's like, all right, but don't you go drinking too much. And I'm like, I, and I've never been to a wedding where a a couple of mine just overly drank before the actual wedding until this wedding. She Uh-oh. had like seven glasses of mimosas and then the ladies are like, hey, let's do shots. So they did a few shots oh. and then she This is had, while they're getting ready? Yes, for getting ready. <laughs> oh man. And they had this Belgium beer or some kind of imported beer and then she's drinking that. Mind you, we are in, like, not in Chicago. We're in Illinois. We're, like, south somewhere um, where it's it's really hot, you know. So there's no buildings to shade. This is in August, right? It's, oh. like, uh, it's 90 degrees, but it feels like 112 degrees outside. And I, she's already zipped in a dress. She's looking red all over. Face is red. And I'm like, yo. She gonna throw up. Yo, she she's like she's like super red. Kind of get her cool down before she comes out. I was so I whisper over to one of the bridesmaids. I'm like, yo, she's turning like super red. You you <laughs> might want to like cool her off before she comes out. She's gonna look like a popsicle. Like help her out. <laughs> and so at this time, I'm heading over to the ceremony space. The groom is like calm. He's only had a few swigs, and I'm like. She's a G because I've seen some some women that have, <laughs> that can drink and like they don't really get affected like that. 
this is not the case. She called down the <laughs> aisle. Like, the bridesmaids were supposed to come first. She came before the bridesmaids. <laughs> and she's stumbling down the aisle. I kid you not. And they grab her, bring her back. The bridesmaids go yeah, first. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> you gotta be shitting me. That's all I hear him say on the mic, right? And so... Oh, he's mic'd he up. <laughs> yeah, he was mic'd up, yeah. And so everybody's mm. like... You can hear the crowd. You know how like, you're in a movie and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe she did that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what's yeah. happening. So they clear it. They're finally there. And the bridesmaids are like this. Like, you know how they're normally like this with their with their bouquets? Yeah, bouquet. They're like... yeah. They're like this because they're like, oh, she's about to fuck this up. And so she comes down the aisle. And when she comes down, she's smiling. Her eyes are glassy as ever. And she gets to the groom and father gives her away. And they turn to each other before they even get up to the where they're supposed to do the ceremony at the actual formal part where they give each other away. the, The priest says, turn to each other. As he was giving her away. And she's like, she's doing one of these rocking motions back and forth. Oh, no. And she goes oh. like this. And she just oh, no. projects all this vomit. It's going through the hands all on him. He's like, there's so bullshit. Wait, on the groom or the priest? On the groom. Oh, on her husband. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. And it was so embarrassing. Uh, it, it was, I've never seen anything like this. And... That's Typically, that's something that you would be like, all right, I'm definitely going to put this on YouTube. This is going on Instagram. Or America's <laughs> Funniest Home Video. You'd win that for sure. Yeah, they signed a quick NDA and paid for that not to be released and not to be out. <laughs> so it was bad. When I tell you it was bad, it was – I've oh. never seen something like that before. And I was just like, that is crazy. So every time I go to a wedding now, I tell my couples, do not do that. Yeah, no pictures? What's no, in the NDA? I, I we need to see that. I can't. Can't show any photos of it. <laughs> NDA oh, is signed. They, I, she signed. She paid for the rights to the photos to have them to never be released. So <laughs> to have them to burn. Yeah, pretty her. much. I, smart, I think smart, they yeah. laughed about it now, but uh, so oh, literally sure. they have scheduled me for next year uh, to redo their wedding. Are they wedding yeah. again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be a dry wedding for sure. Oh man. I, I've never seen something like that. It was it smelled so bad. It was so hot. Like, <laughs> oh, it, it smelled like hot ass. I was like, Oh, I know that. I know that Chicago heat, that Chicago humidity. No, it's not even the same because in Chicago you got the lake effect. This was like out in the country somewhere in Illinois, like <laughs> Waterman, Illinois, where there's nothing but heat, cornfields and bugs. Like it was, yeah. 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 Wasn't pretty, man. I got family. I got family in Kankakee, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of similar, but eh, Kankakee got more. (laughs) Kankakee is more of a city than where I was at for that one. That was. Oh, okay. Wow, that must have been a. It was the bonies. There you go, Olivia. We were definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cool. So, got one more question for you. Yep. And this is kind of a, uh, you know, what would be your dream? If you could photograph any person, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Uh, man, that's such a tough one um, when you ask something like that because 
every day, um, as I'm looking at certain things, certain things pique my interest and I say, oh, I, I wish I was shooting that right there at this moment. Uh, whether mm-hmm. it's Michael Jordan hitting the, the game winning shot uh, for a game five series uh, or, you know, it's, it's a walk off home run. Um, anything that I would shoot, I would probably say it would be in sports. Uh, I am a diehard sports fanatic. I'm a diehard Bears, Bulls, and White Sox kind of guy. And so I, I think about the no-hitters that Giotto threw, uh, Giolito threw uh, for my White Sox. Um, I, I think about Derrick Rose and his prime when he hit game winners and he just had all this emotion. He would pound his chest coming up the court. Um, just some of these iconic photos, um, Devin Hester, at the opening of the Super Bowl, taking it uh, for a touchdown for the Bears. For me, I would choose those over weddings. I would choose it over portraits. I would choose it over everything because those moments just always made you feel something. You can always kind of remember where you were at when it happened. So um, those are the moments that I wish that I could do. So my dream is to actually shoot uh, in the NFL. And I know some people uh, consider it a job. But for me, when you love sports and you have a passion for your own team as much as I do, um, it'll never feel like a job. So that's always been my dream is to shoot my own Chicago Bears. So, yeah. That's yeah, what I... If so I had the opportunity, that, is, that would be something that uh, would be mine. And there's not a lot of um, African-American uh, sports photographers, you know, um, and so, and we don't really get those many opportunities. So uh, I look at a few people um, that are in the industry right now uh, that I think are absolutely amazing. Uh, Terrell uh, Lloyd, as a matter of fact, he shoots for, he's a Canon Explorer Light. Uh, he shoots for the 49ers, you know, the official photographer. Um, you have one, I think his name is Brandon. Uh, he's with Carolina Panthers. Um, and then I'd have another one, Travis Ellis. I want to make sure I'm saying his name right while I got this. Uh, yep, Travis Ellison. He shoots for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and these are people that I've had an opportunity to meet through either Clubhouse, and then we develop relationships, and we were shooting the Big Ten Championship um, in Indianapolis together. Still didn't get a chance to hang out, but just to have those kind of connections and with people um, and your peers in the industry, I think that's amazing. But um, I love the fact that they have those opportunities. And so I just hope it comes be, uh, more readily available to other individuals. So um, that's what I would do if I had that opportunity. Very good. Well, I guess if the manager of the Bears is listening, gotta yeah. get, gotta yeah. get on his radar. We got a connection with the Bears or the Bulls <laughs> or the, or the hey. White Sox. If anybody's out there, where can they – where can they make the introduction to you, Jermaine? Where can people find you? Now you can slide right in my DMs at Jermaine Horton Photography. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you can slide on in with baby oil. Just slide on in. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jermaine Horton Photography. Hold up. If yeah, people aren't subscribed to our YouTube channel, you have to come in. Yeah. How Jermaine just made the funniest slide motion. Just saying, Can you, you recreate slide that? On in, slide in the demon. <laughs> no. You know, you know how they call him that like, second uh, time. Have you ever had family members play tricks on you? Uh, my cousin, we always used to play jokes with each other. Uh, like, I would take a pillowcase and fill it in with baby powder and pepper and slap him with it in his sleep. And so he, <laughs> he wakes up like this and he looks <laughs> me out of the shower putting baby oil 
on the ground. So when I came out, I slipped and bust my ass. So, oh, hell no. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, man. So that's what I mean. That's just safety hazard. That's just having <laughs> brothers, too. <laughs> like, put it on and be like, hey, come in my DM like that. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry to interrupt you. Where where on social media can, can everybody find you? Uh, YouTube is Jermaine Horton Photography. Uh, Instagram is Jermaine Horton Photography. Uh, if you go on Twitter, it's Jermaine Horton. Uh, you can catch me on my sports one at JH Sports Picks. Uh, JH Sports Picks. That's with an X at the end of it. Uh, yeah, so you can find me or JermaineHorton.com. Awesome. Yeah, JermaineHorton.com. You'll find you'll find all the links, right? Man, it's, and then also. Uh, there you go. Where can people find uh, more information about the Art of Confidence project? Uh, they can go to theartofconfidence.org, or you can go right to uh, Facebook, Art of Confidence, or go to Instagram, the Art of Confidence project. We just had our biggest donation to the Art of Confidence to this date, and we created a major partnership with Sony, uh, and on the Sony uh, side, where they do this Sony giving and caring. I'm part of their portfolio, the Art of Confidence Project, and we just got our first major donation of $15,000. So kudos to Sony. Yeah. Uh, Congrats. I thank awesome so much job, Sony. Yeah, man. I thank them so much for their participation and, and their love for it. Uh, my good friend out of there, Jessica from Sony, I love her to life. She has been behind the scenes championing for me. I uh, appreciate everybody, Neil, uh, Shannon, all the people that's behind the scenes. So uh, I'm incredibly thankful, and I hope that we have other companies that can look into us and uh, donate as well, too, uh, so that we can further our cause. Awesome, awesome. Well, good stuff. Jermaine, thank you so much for joining us. For those that have been listening, if you haven't subscribed already, make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube. And if you're listening in the car, on the train, on your walk to work, Make sure you subscribe on the podcast channel you're listening to. We'll see you next week on Photo Pros Weekly.